We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Setting the Pace. I am your host, Fachi, and we are joined today by co-host of Locked On Wizards, Ed Oliver. Ed, how's it going today? I'm feeling good, man. We're undefeated right now. Um, I, I know you guys can't say that right now, but, Ooh. you know. Uh, <laughs> Starting out hot. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm feeling good, man. Big win last night. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. It, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a tough game. You guys look good. Duarte looks good. Ooh, yes, he so, was. Um, yeah, and he got picked, what, what was he, 13 or 14? So, yeah, 13. right before Kispert. Mm-hmm. Um, Duarte is a guy that I, I really liked out of Oregon. But um, this is going to be a good game. It's going to be a tough Eastern Conference matchup. I mean, we played you guys in a playing game last year, or right, I want to say it was right before the play-in. It was a play-in. Um, play-in for yeah, the it game. was a play-in. I've already yep. forgotten it. It was a game worth forgetting. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I guess I guess we're gonna we're gonna. It looks like we're starting a little rivalry there. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And uh, a couple of years back, it must have been like 2012. I went out to Indiana for uh, Pacers Wizards. Pacers got the win there. So hopefully they can start a rivalry back up because last year it wasn't a rivalry. The The Wizards mm-hmm. had the Pacers number. They won all four games. Uh, the Wizards scored at least 132 points in all of those games, including that play in game which was just an absolute beatdown. Um, I, I want to say that the Wizards, they won by about 30 points. I think it was like 142 to like 113. It, it was mm-hmm. it was miserable. But a lot has changed since then. Look, you have every right to be excited about the win last night. A 98 to 83 win over the Raptors. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, like you mentioned, the Pacers came up just short. They lost 123 to 122 in an absolute fist fight with the Hornets last night. So let's talk about, I think, to start, what's changed about this Wizards team since the last time that the Pacers saw them? And I thought we'd start by the major Russell Westbrook trade, if you'd like to break it down. Um, so a lot, a lot has changed. You know, we got your guy Aaron Holiday from the trade. Mm-hmm. We got – Take care of him, please. Um, <laughs> right, we'll try. And we got uh, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie looked really good last night. Montrose Harrell. We got the Lakers guys and Kuzma, uh, KCP. We got some better defenders. Uh, yes, we did lose Russ, who, you know, is a triple-double machine, but we, we have a deeper team now. You know, Rui didn't even play last night. Thomas Bryant is injured. But uh, we have a deeper team. You know, Bradley Bill doesn't have to go out there and score 40 or 30 points just, just for us to have a chance to win. Um, now we can spread the ball around more. We got Dale Gafford, who's an athletic center, rim running big. Uh, and we got some guys that can come off the bench and help too, Howell Neto. 
So, uh, and then the new coach, Wes Unsell Jr., is a defensive-minded coach. Last year, we were we were awful defensively until we got Daniel Gafford and Wes Unsell Jr. He's preaching. He's a defensive-minded guy, defensive-minded coach, uh, preaches ball movement. So, it, it's night and day. It's, it's, just, it's only one game, of course, so far. And granted, Pascal Siakam did not play. So, that is, you know, something to, to consider. So, that's why I'm not pumping my chest over, you know, beating the Raptors without Pascal Siakam last night, but they do look improved. I mean, already, I, once again, it's, it's a one game, but it's night and day from what we saw last year with a lot of isolation basketball from Russell Westbrook, a lot of isolation basketball from uh, Bradley Bill. It was just kind of roll the ball out. and One of those two guys just try to get a basket or get an assist. And then uh, a Robin Lopez hook shot was basically the three plays that were on the playbook last year. Um, but this year we're, we're moving the ball. We look like a new and improved team. We got to get Bertans on board. Two, yeah. if he's gonna if he's gonna stay here, he's been kind of rough uh, after the contract that he got from us last last summer. Absolutely. So you, you know, you mentioned Aaron Holiday. The Pacers got involved in that Wizards Lakers deal. Uh, the Pacers sent over Aaron Holiday in the thirty first overall pick, um, and a few other second round picks, and they were able to land the twenty second overall pick, which we use on Isaiah Jackson, someone the coaching staff is raving about. You know, I don't know how much we'll see him this year. But he looked real promising in summer league and preseason. So I'm excited about that. I love the Dinwiddie acquisition for you guys. This is a guy who has scratched and clawed for everything that he's gotten in this league. He's overcome injuries. And I think that he's finally in the right role with the Wizards instead of having to come off the bench. Um, Wes Unsell Jr., that is a guy who I was preaching to my friends that are also Wizards fans um, out here because this is a guy who I feel like he's earned his he's paid his dues. He was an assistant coach with the Wizards back in the day, the Warriors, the Magic, the Nuggets. I mean, he's born and raised in the DMV. His dad brought the only championship to D.C. back when they were the Bullets. So I feel like it's great that he finally got his time to be a head coach. And defensively, that's what you guys need. I mean, I know you mentioned that the Wizards were bad defensively, but what you meant to say was they were the worst defensively last year. (laughs) 118.5 points per game. It was disgusting. You guys come out. And only give up 83 to the Raptors in 2021. That's unbelievable. The Pacers just let up 122 points last night. 123. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it was gross to see. And we're out here preaching defense. So, you know, I, I like what you guys are doing over there so far. Just a little little uh, highlights on, on last night. You guys held Toronto to 30% shooting uh, and 20% from three. Uh, I mean, no team allowed fewer points than the Wizards on opening night. So, hey, hats off to you for, for just game one. But like you mentioned, no Siakam shirt, but no Rui Hachimura. And I think that that, that is right. a, a big thing because Rui ate the Pacers alive last year. He scored 13 points, which not crazy, but then it was 18, 26, and 27, and 56% shooting overall in those four games. So, he is not expected to play against the Pacers, while Karis LeVert and TJ Warren will be out. Thomas Bryant also out for the Wizards. So, you know, look, you never want to make excuses for anything, but I think it's huge to not have Ruby in there for the Pacers, but also for you guys to not have, you know, Karis LeVert and TJ Warren in there. That's got to help you guys out also. So I think just like you mentioned, the Wizards, much deeper team this year. And I want to give you guys credit because I do think it's going to go a long way. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Like you said with West, I mean, he's had an extensive extensive background with his dad and coaching. He's been coaching for years, ever since Mm -hmm. he came out of college. Uh, He was an assistant coach with the Wizards, you know, when Gilbert Arenas was there, Karan Butler, Anton Jameson. He was was the offensive – basically the offensive mind came with the offensive game plan at that time. 
Um, and that's when our offense was fire all cylinders, of course, with Gilbert Arenas. But um, to get back to um, what you said about Rui, I mean, yeah, Rui, Rui is really good uh, last year against the Pacers. He, he played very well. You know, he's out. Uh, he's back now. He was out with personal reasons. So he's, he's you know, he's still behind the eight ball, you know, conditioning, um, you know, training, learning the plays. So it, it's, it, it's, it's going to be slow for him starting off, you know, new coach, new players getting, getting um, acclimated with the new chemistry with all the new guys. So um, it, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate that he's behind this year with all the new parts and the new pieces coming in. But I, I didn't even know that uh, Karis Levert, was not going to play tomorrow or uh, TJ Warren. That's a big loss for you guys. Big the time. Two, two legitimate scores. I mean, you still, of course, you got Sabonis. I'm, I'm actually looking at the box score right now. Sabonis had a great night, which I'm not 33 and 15. And um, I mean, that's what he does. I, I think, I think Sabonis can be an all NBA player if he keeps it up this year. And um, Brogdon is great. Duarte is great. I mean, you guys still have a great team, but I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it, it's, it's, it's two tough teams who are very similar in a sense where we're going to be, you know, eighth seed, yep. um, seventh seed, ninth seed, you know, playing type. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely, definitely wish Rui could be there tomorrow, but I, I still like the group that we have. And like you said, defensively giving up 118 points a game last year was, was awful. It, it, it was like that the year before, um, the, the later part of Scott Brooks tenure, the last two or three years where, you know, John Wall was hurt. We had Isaiah Thomas at point guard. We had Ish Smith at point guard. Uh, we were just terrible defensively. We really were. A lot of it was on the players, and then a lot of it was on the coaching, too. So um, it's kind of what you preach to your players, communication, defending the pick and roll, different things like that, defending the three-point line. Um, but, yeah, our defense got a lot better when Daniel Gafford came. But I think uh, Gafford just got a contract extension as well, three years, $40 million. for Yeah, for right, for the – the great play because when he, when we traded for Daniel Gaffer, he came last year. We were seventeen and six to finish the season when Daniel Gaffer came. I mean, for him to be, a, I think it was the best trade in the in the whole out of the whole trade deadline to, to trade him for to trade Troy Brown Jr. for Daniel Gafford and get Gaffer to average ten points and five boards and two blocks in the last twenty three games of the year is incredible. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this Daniel Gaffer versus Miles Turner or Sabonis matchup. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think that is going to be a key matchup. And Daniel Gafford was an absolute diamond in the rough in the playing game. He had 15 points, 13 rebounds, and five blocks off the bench. I mean, this is a guy that the Bulls just essentially just gave up on. I mean, 
I know Chandler Hutchinson was in that deal and he was really nothing, but Gafford was the big piece over there that no one expected to be a big piece. But I think especially having Thomas Bryan out right now, however much time Rui misses, having Gafford over there who just coming off four blocks last night, I mean, that that is a nice find for you guys. And I thought a great deal for the Wizards to lock him up before he shows any more talent and played himself into an even bigger deal. So I, I think that's a great start for you guys now. The, the, the guy that uh, apparently is recruited every single game he steps on the court, Bradley Beal. That's going to be the guy that <laughs> is, is, look, anytime you're going to play the Wizards, you got to zone in on Bradley Beal. 23 points, just 7 of 19 shooting. But I think, like we mentioned, with the amount of other bodies there this year, Beal has the ability to do a bit less. Now, do you think this is still going to be same old Beal in the end? He'll probably still put up 30 points per game or more. Or would you much rather prefer – Beal right around that 25 point per game mark. It's a good question. And I, I forgot to talk about the defense. Bradley Bill is a guy who said that we couldn't guard a park car last year. That's how bad defensively we were. And then we got better. And then once again, Bradley Bill, it, it, it's, it's a, this is a huge year for Bradley Bill. It's a contract year. And then I'm, I'm going to get to your point question, but I just want to, you know, bring this up about Bradley Bill. Everybody knows it's a contract year. Like you said, everybody wants to trade for him. The other day, he said that every time after the game when guys are swapping jerseys and whatever, they always talk to him. They always recruit him. You know, you see it on Twitter, swapping his jersey into a Heat jersey or a Lakers jersey or whatever it may be. But this is a huge year for him. But we just have to prove to him that we're a legitimate team or a playoff team because, you know, he he, he has an extension on the table for four years, $181 million. Now, if he waits until the offseason, he get paid five years, $242 million. So that he's probably going to pick the latter with the five-year deal. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. It could be with the Wizards. And then he could take uh, another deal, which would still be a good amount of money for five years from a different team. But the Wizards can pay him the most out of every team in the NBA, of course. Um, but to get back to the 30-point-a-game uh, uh, question, it, it's, it's definitely better for him to have the under. You know, the, the old, I think the, the bet online or betting odds are over under 30 points a game for Bradley Bill because he was second in scoring last year, averaged 30 points a game uh, in 2021. Then he averaged 30 points a game as well in the 2020 season. So this could be three years in a row where he averaged 30 points a game, but I think it would be better for him to average around that 25, 26, 24, even 23 points a game. I don't know if he's going to go that low. This, this that man, is true. You know, right. he, he's about his stats <laughs> a bit. You know, he, he's hungry yeah. out there. So he's going to have his nights getting 50, you know, 40 plus. He will. Right. That is true, but, you know, we do want him to not have to do that because when he scores 40 points a game, I got to look at the stats. I think it's we're not like good. over. Exactly. Yeah, think, it's not I a good record. On, yeah, I think we're like on a 10-game losing streak when he scores 40. So when he gets that 40 mark, it's an automatic loss. So we know for us, you know, we want him to stay either 30, 35, or below. You know, and really, last night he had 23 points. He did not shoot the ball well at all. He really didn't shoot the ball that well, well at all. And the other guys were able to pick it up. You know, Dinwiddie was able to pick up the slack. Kuzma shot the ball decently enough to pick up the slack. Montrezl Harrell, guys off the bench, Hollow So it, it would be a lot better for Bradley Bill to not have to put so much effort. And now he can focus on the defensive part. Because for us to be better defensively, of course, you know, he has to buy in and get better on the defensive side. He has been somewhat of a turnstile or a turntable on the defensive end. He's not innocent either. Uh, he was he was definitely was the defensive part of the problem last year. Nobody was really a good defender at all. But, you know, we definitely need, you know, more of an effort 
from him on the defensive side. And if we can take the load of scoring off of him, then he most certainly can put more effort to the defensive side of the basketball. So to answer the question, yeah, I'd rather see him average 25, 26, you know, rather I, than 30 points. Exactly. One of my best friends, one of my longtime roommates from college, diehard Bradley Beal, Wizards fan. And I was telling him, I heard, I heard Beal say he wants to make an all defensive team this year. And I was like, man, I did not know Bradley Beal was doing stand-up comedy because it's like, look, this man can flat out score. He is one of the best scorers in the league. I will give him that. But to just, it's one thing to buy in defensively, but you don't just stumble into an all defensive team. We're still waiting for Miles Turner to, to get on an all defensive team. So it's hard out here, but the mm. Wizards, you know, you only score 98 points. You play great defense. But are you going to have the firepower to compete with the rest of the teams in the East when you got teams like Milwaukee that drops 120 in their sleep or the Pacers who we're not stopping anybody, but we're still dropping 120 plus. Do you think there's going to be enough firepower there with Kuzma, Harold, Dinwiddie when they have it going on? Yeah, I, I think we do. And then um, to go back to the Bradley Bill comment, not only did he say all defense, but he said, it's one of his goals, one of his career goals to be all defense MVP. And uh, I forgot the other one, of course, won a championship. So he did say something. He did get joked a little bit on social media about that. Uh, kind of like how you're joking him now. But all defense is hard. It's hard, it's hard. to get. It really is. Uh, Miles Turner, he does play. He's a heck of a defender. You know, he's a heck of a shot blocker. So, you know, hopefully Miles Turner, Turner does get it someday before his career is over. But mm-hmm. um, to get back to your question once again, um, yeah, I think we do. We're a deeper team. We are a deeper team. Dinwiddie can get hot. He can score. You know, you saw what he did with the Brooklyn Nets before he had the ACL injury. He was a bona fide scorer, averaged 20 points a game with seven assists. Um, Kyle Kuzma, the, a lot of these guys are guys where they were good, you know, two years ago or a year ago. Like Monsters Hero was six man of the year. Yep. And he talks about his experience with the Lakers where he said he dang near had a year off because they didn't use him. You know, they benched in the fourth quarter in the playoffs they ba- they basically missed him in the whole sun series um and you see harold play last night it looks like he's a whole new person he's hungry um, this year yeah he's super hungry he can get back to that level of six man of the year so him having that firepower off of the bench a six man of the year caliber guy will definitely help when things aren't working out so he'll get us some easy baskets some dunks layups just just by hustling and pushing guys out of the way um kcp is a three and d guy there's gonna be nights where he gets hot uh, Kuzma, there's going to be nights where he's on. Um, you know, Bertans, there might be a night where he's shooting crazy from the three. And the other X factor really is Hollow Neto. This guy is very overlooked. He hasn't had a great career, so I get why he's been overlooked. He's not a big name by any means. Really not an NBA starter either, but he's just a scrappy guy. When 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 guy when things are going wrong, you don't think the team can score. Somewhere, somehow, Hollow Neto gets a steal or just some type of scrappy basket. He's very crap. You're going to see him tomorrow tomorrow night. Him versus TJ McConnell. That's another Ooh, good matchup to look forward to. Because they're both just scrappy. Aaron Holiday, too. You can throw him in there, too, um, with that matchup. You know, because the history with TJ McConnell and Aaron Holiday fighting yep. for minutes. Um, so, I'm intrigued with, by that matchup, too. But when Rui comes back, he's a legitimate scorer. Um, Kispert, if Kispert can get in and get hot, too. Gafford just rim running and finishing around the rim. So this team is way more balanced where last year, like I said, it was just Russ, Brad, um, Gafford being spoon-fed buckets, and then Neto here and there. We just didn't have a lot of firepower. Alex Lynn was a starting center for the team. So we had some guys starting that would not start on basically the other 31 or 30 teams. This year we have guys who actually would start on a lot of teams. KCP is a legitimate starter in the NBA. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, 
when he's playing well, he's a legitimate starter in the NBA. So um, this year, yeah, I think we have more depth. This is the most depth the Wizards has had, have had in a long time, probably, probably since the John Wall years in, in 2017 when he was healthy. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely say that. Probably when uh, the Wizards went to that, they were one game shy of going to the conference finals. You know, that team was was real good when they lost to Boston. Depth-wise, they, you know, they were pretty good there. Mm-hmm. But I would just say – Are you going to have the answers for Sabonis? Because this man was an absolute bully last night. 33 and 15 on 13 and 19 shooting. I mean, in the first half, he was absolutely dominant. Third quarter was was rough for everybody. Then you also had Brogdon. 28 and 11, just one turnover. And then we talked about a little bit before, Chris Duarte. Look, we we can't just get ahead of ourselves and expect that he's going to do what he did on opening night for the Pacers. 27 points. So this man looked real smooth. So the Pacers, basically, they're going to deploy that same double big lineup that we've, we've ran out, but we've ran out year after year. But the Pacers are going to stagger their minutes. So Kuzma, a guy I saw him at 15 rebounds the other night. Do you think Kuzma is going to be able to play big enough with these Pacer bigs? Um, I think so. So Kuz was playing at the four last night. So him going for against Miles Turner. Now the, the good thing is, you know, Kyle Kuzma will have to have Miles Turner step out there. So you know, Miles Turner can move his feet on Kuz, which Miles Turner is he's, he's solid at moving his feet out there in the perimeter sometimes too. So that will be intriguing there. Kyle Kuzma can get past Turner off the bounce and off the dribble. Maybe if he, if if Kuzma is hot and hits his shots, then you know he can just catch and go past Miles Turner. But Sabonis is Sabonis, man. There's we couldn't stop Sabonis either. Last year, even when we were winning the games, I think he had a couple of triple doubles, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, just for a big man like that to have. Tri- but of course, you know, his dad was a heck of a passer, too. So uh, it, it just runs in the family. But um, 33 and 15, that's just a grown man game. I, Sabonis is probably going to have the same. He's probably going to have 20 and 10. I think he, he's just, when, when Sabonis walks on the floor, it's just automatic, an automatic 20 and 10. Um, Brogdon. But yeah, to answer the question about Kuzma, I, I think he'll be able to hold up. Um, he's actually he's a sneaky good rebounder because people forget. Oh yeah, no he is. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma said in this press conference that he is six ten and and he he looks the part. So, um, and that's the good thing. If Kyle Kuzma's not hitting shots, at least he's doing something else where he's rebounding. He's he was actually a good passer last night too. Um, so I'm looking for him if if the shot is not falling to contribute in the game doing other things, rebounding the ball. But it will be a tough task with with Miles Turner. It will be a tough task with Sabonis. Uh, it's gonna be a physical game, man. It is. Uh, Harold. Harold versus Sabonis, those are going to be two gritty, tough guys just banging in the paint. I, I'm really excited once again for this game. I really am. And look, I know you guys held the Raptors to 83, but I expect this to be a much higher scoring game. I think both teams are probably going to be well up there in the hundreds. I could see, you know, maybe right around each team being around that 115 mark. I hope it's not like it was last year because there was a game where the Wizards dropped like 152 on the Pacers <laughs> last year. So I am not looking for that. I am hoping to see some stops. I know it's not too common in 2021, but uh, one thing that I saw last night, the Pacers ran just an eight-man rotation. Unfortunately, Jeremy Lamb, TJ McConnell, Torrey Craig, not too effective off the bench. So it was it was a lot on the starters. So do you think that the, the Wizards are going to be able to go deep enough in this game to kind of spread it out and give their starters some rest? Because it felt like it was the Pacers that looked a, a bit gassed in the third quarter. Yeah, so Wes Unsell Jr. has said that he said before the Raptors game that uh, it was going to be a nine to ten-man rotation. And that's exactly what it was. Our rookie did not play last night. Of course, your rookie got big minutes and started. 
our rookie didn't even touch the floor. He didn't take his warm up off uh, last night. But um, hopefully, Kisper can get some playing time uh, tomorrow night. Davis Bertans had 13 minutes. Uh, Denny is a key piece. I mean, we drafted Denny with the ninth overall pick, so we're going to need him to get some playing time and contribute off the bench. Uh, Harold, we already know he's a six man of the year caliber guy. Uh, and Hollow Neto is a great piece off the bench. And um, if Bertans can knock down some shots too, uh, wishful thinking there, then, you know, he can help some guys out. Aaron Holiday had a rough night last night. Um, he probably had the worst game out of every Wizard, to be Ooh. honest with you. Um, he was 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 2 from the three-point line, zero points. And uh, I want to say he had more turnovers than points. Yeah, he had three turnovers. Yeah, he had three turnovers, two fouls, and was a minus nine, a plus minus. Um, I know some people don't really a take minus- any stock. I know, but a minus nine in uh, you know fifteen point <laughs> win. I mean that that is not good. But uh, right, I, yeah. I, I'm always going to be rooting for him, man. I mean, yeah. I wanted more for him, but TJ McConnell's emergence really it became undeniable. And at that point, Aaron Holiday, a bit undersized at the guard position, not a true point guard, not big enough to be a shooting guard. He's kind of stuck in between. So it, he has his nights where sometimes he's hot. I mean, I think he's a very capable three point shooter. I thought last night it, it, it didn't really show for him. But when you mentioned Bertans, the Latvian laser, and I ain't yeah, forgetting about that laser. nickname because it, it's it's a hell of a nickname. <laughs> but I got a couple funny stories because, like I mentioned, I got a couple friends that are Wizards fans, and I feel like all Wizards Nation is having a bit of buyer's remorse on that contract. But what I thought really put into perspective was I have two friends that won Wizards giveaways and one was a pair of Berton socks with his face on both of them. And the <laughs> other was a Berton jersey. And I don't know one man whose merch is being shoveled out for free more than Davis Berton's right now. So I hope you guys get it going because that's someone that I was interested in like two years ago <laughs> before the contract. He was shooting lights out. I was, was. surprised the Wizards didn't trade him. But at the same point, they clearly wanted to lock him up. So it's look, shoot or shoot. It feels like he can shoot himself out of the slump. Last year, started very rough, ended up picking it up from three. So uh, I think he's going to turn it around eventually. Yeah, he, um, as you said, the Latvian laser is such a cool name. Now, the 2019-2020 season, he was out of this world. He was like Out of this world. He really was. The Latvian laser. Now, he takes a lot of you-only-live-once type of threes, where it's mm-hmm. like he, he can barely see the basket. He's taking uh, threes way behind the three-point line. So he's taking some really ill-advised and bad shots. He's not really taking it in the rhythm of the offense. Now, what's until Junior? I know he's going to start calling some more plays for him to get open, but um, he, he just hasn't hit anything. The playoff, in the playoffs against the Sixers, he had a game where he had zero points and six fouls. He also had zero rebounds and zero assists. So he had a donut in every statistical category except for six fouls. So for him to be paid – yeah, so for him to be paid $16 million per year, five years, $80 million deal, and I get it, shooters are getting paid. You look at Joe Harris for the Nets, he just got a big deal. You look at Duncan Robinson for Miami Heat, your guy, uh, Doug McDermott, who, yep. who's going now, you know, he just got paid as well. So um, the, the value of shooters has gone up. They're, they're super value. I mean, spacing the floor, what the NBA is today, is it's a, it's a three-point shooting league. It's a make-or-miss league now. Um, but Bertans has just been bad, man. He, he's been really bad. Preseason, he – he shot 21% from the three and pre. I know it's only four games in preseason, but it's kind of telling. Uh, you'd think he would shoot better than 20% from the three. And that's the only thing he does. The majority of his shots are threes. Yes. So he's just not capable of, of scoring or anything any, anywhere else. He's just not. He's a one trick guy. And if he's not doing 
if it's not going, then it's like, you know, you, you have to be on the bench because you're a liability on, on defense. You don't really provide much else. But I, I still like the guy. I think he's a good guy. And uh, if he is hitting threes, he's useful. There will be a game where he's going to go out there and hit five threes. I mean, no, trust No doubt me. about it. I he's mean, going to have a game where he's going to go crazy. That'll definitely happen. The Wizards, they were 5 of 27 from three uh, against the Raptors. However, they did have 56 points in the paint. So I think that that's going to be a key matchup is points in the paint between, you know, Sabronis and, and what, what the Wizards are, are bringing down there. Turner, obviously, much more of a jump shooter. So he's going to be stretching out the defense over there. So I'm excited to see that. But I, when we're talking about three-pointers, and I don't know if you saw it, but DeMontis Sabonis was four of six from three last <laughs> night. That was never part of his game. He had attempted to shoot threes in the past, never quite worked out. At one point he made, it, it was at least two straight. I think it was like three of four. So that's an aspect of his game that I hope to see more of. If he can put that together, I, I said, we recently had on Kevin Pritchard, Pacers president. And I was saying that I feel like that's the missing link is if he can get a consistent jumper, not even a three-point jumper, I think that's the difference between being an all-star and being all NBA. So that, that's what I really have my eyes on to see if it was a fluke in game one or not. But one aspect that I got to touch on, 21 turnovers last night by the Wizards, 17 by the Pacers. Whoever protects the ball, I mean, look, it sounds obvious to say that's going to be a major leg up on getting this dub. Do you think the Wizards are going to protect the ball better? Because 21 turnovers, Ed, that's sloppy. It is. Um, that's how the, the Raptors got back into the game because we were up by 29 points at one point. So it got to the fourth quarter. Uh, we were very sloppy. Bradley Bill was in part in that too where he will get a little sloppy and a little careless with the basketball, you know, trying to do a little too much. He'll dribble the ball off his foot or dribble it off his knee. Just – um, a little bit of carelessness, so we needed to dial it down. I don't know if it was because we were up by so much, we kind of took the foot off the gas, or took our foot off the gas, which we will not be able to do tomorrow night against you guys. Uh, it's just, we're not going to be able to do that. So the turnover battle is going to be huge. Um, the turnover battle is not as like huge as it can be in football, but it's oh, yeah, going to be course. big. Yeah, it's going to be big tomorrow night. We have to clean that up. Kuzma had a couple of turnovers. I want to say he had five turnovers. Um, so from our guards and our wings, it's just we have to dial it down. We got to lock in, and that's on West too, coaching the guys up. Um, they just have to be more careful with the basketball. And like I said, Aaron Holiday had a couple bad turnovers too, so he, he's got to calm down. I think he'll he's gonna have. I don't know if, if it's a revenge game for him. Ooh, but, very you know, well could be. Think, yeah, but he needs to uh, dial it in and lock in. That's and that's what I have to say. I am a sucker for a revenge game. I was I was <laughs> preaching last night, Jeremy Lamb revenge game, and then he went one for nine from the field. It was gross. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do wish Aaron Holiday luck, so I would like to be able to see him get a couple baskets. Maybe, you know, I, I don't think Justin Holiday is really going to defend him much, but you never know. So they, they might draw each other, uh, you know, a little brother-on-brother brother action. But uh, before right. we wrap up, and I've been saying this might be the, the deepest the East has been in quite some time. It's going to be extremely competitive. Outside of the top three or four teams, I feel like it's very interchangeable with where you're putting, you know, perhaps Atlanta or the Knicks or Boston or the Bulls or or whether it's mm-hmm. the Wizards, the Pacers, the Hornets. I mean, they're the Heat. I didn't even I mentioned the Heat last. He had a great <laughs> offseason. That's a team that could be back there on the top of the East. So where do you see the Wizards falling in the East this year? Mm-hmm. Did you mention the Sixers too? 
I, I just put them at the top of the yeah, where I put them, Milwaukee okay, okay. and Brooklyn. Like you know, I figured those are right. three that, you know, but however, Philly, right. you know, you never know what's mm-hmm. going to happen with no Simmons, yeah. but I expect they should be all right. Right. Um, yeah. It's going to be intriguing. It really is. Um, and you got to think about the Nets too. And in Philly, they're both still going to be at the top of the East, but how long is Kyrie going to be out? You know, they looked a little rough against the Bucks. Granted, it's the Bucks, but um, maybe maybe the Nets will lose more games than what they anticipated, of course, because they don't have Kyrie. Yep. Um, the Sixers, we'll see what happens with them. Um, but yeah, where the Wizards are going to fall, I I predicted them to to be in the play-in games, mm-hmm. so we're not going to be any. We're not going to be over at the seventh seed. I have us being the eighth seed once again, like last year. But if they play like they did last night. Then maybe they could squeak to the sixth seed. So yeah. I'm 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 realistic. I'm a Wizards fan, but I'm also realistic. Um, it's a star driven league too. And the East got better, like you said. The Bulls, man, uh, Lonzo Ball, Caruso, Demar Derozan, Vucevic is already there. Levine is already there. Pat Williams. Uh, the Bulls have a heck of a team, man. The Knicks and the Boston Celtics went back and forth last night, double, double overtime. Yep. Those teams are good. Miami Heat, they got better. Lowry, um, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. And PJ Tucker and all those guys, Marcus Morris, they brought over there. Uh, even the Hornets, like you said, you guys went back and forth last night. They're they're going to be fighting. Lonzo Ball got better, and, and um, they got a good Miles Bridges and all those guys. And Kelly Oubre had a decent game. So this is the best Eastern Conference that this is the best Eastern Conference has been maybe in years, you know, maybe years. five to ten years. Wow, easily. I mean, I don't think the eighth seed is going to be thirty-seven and forty. I actually think they have to at least have. I think they, the AC is going to have, actually have to have a 500 record. I think I'm not so. going to say – I'm not going to go as far as above. Like the Western Conference, you know, the Western the AC has to be like 45 or 37. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, in the – yeah. You yeah, know how it's I, been. I, the last few years, right. I mean, the eighth seed in the East has usually been a couple games below 500. They stand mm. no chance in the first round. You're like, oh, like the West is so much better. Now you look at it. Last year, they only played a 72-game season. The Wizards got wrecked by COVID in the beginning, and they finished the season real strong. So I feel like – and then you look at the Hornets. If they had just more time, I mean, maybe Hayward could have returned at the end of the year. You know, Hayward right. and LaMelo Ball missed so much time. I mean, for the Pacers, Karis LeVert didn't even get to play in the playing game against uh, Washington. So it's just like, you know, he got COVID at the end. There was just so many different things that with a longer season now, more spread out, I feel like – we're really going to see these players more at their best compared to last year. I see the Pacers in that same seven to 10 range. I would love to pick them higher. You know, maybe if we just squeaked out that win, I'd be a little bit higher, but I see seven to 10. That's me not trying to be too biased. So lastly, let me get a prediction on this game. Uh, let's see here. Um, <sighs> Don't think you're keeping us in the eighties. That's done. <laughs> Um, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, uh, predictions have been really tough for me. Oh, I mean, especially um, in the beginning of the year. (laughs) But granted, knowing that LaVert and uh, Warren aren't playing, I actually didn't, I actually did not know that. Um, I knew, I knew Warren was out, but I didn't know LaVert was out too. Um, I'm going to go. Man, uh, I, I think the Wizards win this one in a close one. I think we win by three points, uh, 115, 112. And um, I'm going to say that uh, 
Chris Duarte t- takes a game win, a game tying three at the end, but he misses it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, this man has been addicted to buzzer beaters. Hit one last <laughs> night at three in summer league. This he does not shy down of a big moment. So I'm very excited. I'm going to go 116, mm-hmm. 111 Pacers. It's going to be a game that probably comes down to some free throws at the end. Um, mm-hmm. You know, after a miss. So uh, either way, it's going to be close. I will be at the game. Lower level, behind the Pacers bench, row A, splurged on the tickets, had to after I missed the boys last year due to COVID. So I cannot wait. I will be giving it my all. This is probably the last time I'll have my voice until, you know, deep way into next week. But the boys need me, so I got to represent. Ed, tell (laughs) everybody where they could find you and your podcast on social media. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Locked On Wizards. I am a co-host on Locked On Wizards, and uh, my Twitter name is edt T. So you can find me on there for uh, for your Wizards content. Absolutely. Hey, Ed, best of luck in tomorrow's game. Uh, not too much luck, but right. a little bit of luck. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. You too.